Sometimes change can feel scary, but it can also be exhilarating. A time to stretch our boundaries, embrace opportunity, and start something new. Welcome to the Baby Brunch Parenting Series, made just for you by BrightRock, the provider of the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. This is a Baby Brunch Podcast. Welcome to the Baby Brunch Podcast. Hello. I thought for this week I would bring my husband back. Hi, husband. Good to be back. <laughs> Do you know why you're here? Uh, I, I'm afraid to ask. So I thought I'd bring you back because the last time we spoke, we had a lot of people who clicked through on the podcast. Um, thanks for your honesty and thanks for having the chats. But also there were comments that, that almost concerned me. People were saying things like, Oh, it's nice to see that there's the perfect relationship. People were saying stuff like um, what their perception is about a perfect marriage. And I looked at the word perfect and it almost wanted me to unpack that part of it because as much as I know we have a great relationship and an awesome marriage, and I dig you a lot, I was concerned for them because it almost it was almost like the people that commented on the podcast and on social media on our on our post were saying this is not perfect and it was something that they desired or wanted. And I wanted to bring it back to how do we talk about marriage and relationship and also let people know that there are times that we fight. Let's just call it that. That, that there's times where we don't get along. I mean, if, as a starting point, there is no perfect marriage. Because you've had two. There are good men <laughs> so far. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm on two so far. <laughs> How's that for you? <laughs> Waiting for three. Hey. <laughs> but, but What's I, his name? But I don't, think, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a perfect marriage or a perfect relationship. There might be from the outside. Um, but, but it's like anything else. You know, there's ups and downs with, with everything. That's just reality in life. How do you know that... And, and I mean, this wasn't one of the questions that, because you're sitting across from me and you can't see what's on my laptop, but how do you know that this is the one that you want? Because you've been divorced. So how do, you, how do you know that this is the relationship that you want to stay in? It's a great question. I, I wonder how many people offer, like how, how many times a day or in your life do you ask that question back to yourself? I suppose it was kind of hard to answer. I mean, the, my short answer would be, if you don't want to be in something, you shouldn't be there, mm. you know? And I suppose the short answer is that if you're unhappy with where you are and you're listening to this today, then it's not the end of the world. Uh, and there are people who can support you and there are ways that you can change your life and, and make it better for yourself. So if you're not in the right place or in the right relationship now, it doesn't mean you have to run away. But if it's not working, then it might not because 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 perhaps it's not the right partner for you, you know? Um and everybody has ups and downs. And I think that's what you're alluding to is everybody has ups and downs. But but what your future is and where you're going to be in five years from now is 100% up to you. You what, can't wait for other people. What makes what makes a relationship up? What makes a relationship happy for you to be in? Like I can tell you what my what my ups are. Like my, my love language is not diamonds and handbags and holidays and things like that. Like I, I want my partner, you, <laughs> I want you to, to always communicate and you know that I like a, a handwritten card, like on Mother's Day when the girls wrote me the card and, you know, they can hardly write. It was beautiful. You know, that, that for me is worth much more. That makes me happy. That makes me really, really happy. Or um, waking up nicely. 
that makes me feel good for the day or knowing that I, I, I woke up in, like I always do my affirmations with my girls, I woke up in a life that I really like, you know? So what's, what's your ups for you in a relationship? What makes you happy in a friendship, in a relationship? I am. I don't like fighting generally, uh, and I don't. I don't like discontent and drama and stress. I'm a. I'm it, drama. And in in, in in a fight or flight scenario, I'm generally gonna opt for flight. And so and so, my happy is if things around me are happy and they're going the way I want. Then that's. I'm 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 a, I'm a fairly easy easy person to please in that space. What makes you fight? When I'm told what to do. <laughs> I'm serious, oh like God. serious, like <laughs> alpha male. I'm married myself. <laughs> yeah, oh, my yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 really, I really hate being told what to do. That's why I've become. I mean, I'm highly unemployable. That's why I'm my own boss because nobody <laughs> would. <laughs> you, 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 you. I don't like being told what to do. Been there, done that. So, what if I do tell you what to do? How do you get out of the of the fight? How do you how do you make it? Because because I like fighting with you. I I enjoy a fight when. And when I say the word fight, I'm I'm saying I'm the person that I wanna talk about something right now. It mustn't wait. I wanna I wanna get it out of the way. Therefore, you know, don't wait till tonight. I don't even care about timing. I can I talk to you please? You know? I wanna talk about it now and get it out of the way. And then if I don't get my way, then I allude to trigger point, you know? I know what will set people off. So to get their attention, because I want to talk about it now, I... I think you're speaking of something which is really important in any relationship. And we started off by saying people are going to argue and fight. Like you, you, you're just, it's just whether you're in a romantic relationship or it's your best friend or it's your mom, there's going to be an argument at some point. And I think what would work for a relationship is not whether or not you're fighting, but something that you're about to touch on because I can feel it coming. And that's that, do you know your partner well enough to figure out how to avoid the fights or what are the pitfalls or what is going to, as you said, trigger the drama. Mm. And how do you manage that? Because in any kind of situation, you can make an active, you just said to me, how do, how do I respond to you wanting to make a call? And I can make a call based on, am I going to engage in this argument because I know what's going to come if I do, or choose another option. Do you want to take the red pill or the blue pill, <laughs> you know, every time? And I think a relationship is about how well do you know your partner and do you respect them well enough um, to to find a way around it. Or if you feel like a fight and sometimes people just do, you're going to go for it. Mm. Uh, and it normally doesn't end well, I think, for anybody. In many situations where we have had a word of a sling or call it a fight, um, we were able to park the situation until a time where we were able to talk about it. If you could put that into words to describe to someone what that would mean when you are having a heated conversation where both of you are not in the frame of mind to resolve or to find answers, how would you explain that to someone? You know, I, I've i always found it very hard to go, you know, some people say you should count to 10 or count to 100 when you're upset. That's I, a long time. I think it's, it's <laughs> and it, it, it just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there's, that it's the same kind of mindfulness that you might apply to what you're eating or if you uh, are trying to quit smoking or what's going to happen to me on the road today. I think if, if, you, if, you, if there's a sense of mindfulness around 
if you can feel the argument coming, mm. you're making a decision whether you're engaged or not because it's like anything else. It takes two to tango. Mm. And of course, it's hard if somebody comes at you, but one has to make a decision about whether you can engage or not. And uh, am I going to am I going to decide that Nova, like my stunt with Mark, so this is, I'm going to draw the line in the sand and are you going to engage in a fight or not? And I think, I think perhaps over a, a span of five or 10 years, if you're just tired of having to avoid arguments the whole time, then find another partner, you know, or go it alone. But I think we were making choices the whole time about what the next step's going to be. It's not fated. You know, somebody says something to you, you choose how you're going to respond. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's like the lady at the shop. She's busy with your packet at pick and pay and you're doing the groceries. And you can either be nice to her and say thank you or you can be caught up in your own world and be on your cell phone and, and march off. And, and, and for, for every action, there's a response. Mm-hmm. And it's the same in a relationship. You, you're making a choice about whether you're going to be dicked back the next morning because there was an argument the previous night. Do you remember our first fight? Uh, I don't, my, my idea of the first fight might not be the same as yours. I mean, I, there, there are a couple that stand out, but none that I would like to discuss uh, here on this forum. You pointed out to me... Oh, you're just going to bring it up anyway, oh, yeah, even though I'm trying to... I'm all for the trigger. Okay. I, I remember you pointing out that... And you were joking at the time. You had a smirk, you had a, a little smile. Mm. And you you pointed out that you 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 did some, you were just like your mom. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and I'll tell you what's interesting about that, right? Is is you remembered as being a first fight 7 or 8 years later. And this is just another example of blue pull or red pull. Because you could have at that point said, you know what, this guy's making stupid jokes and he's not <laughs> and he's not the one for me. Right? You could have said he's not the one for me. And seven, eight years ago, you could have decided it's, and you would have been somewhere completely different today. You know, mm-hmm. you would have been with a different person, perhaps living in a different city, whatever the case might be. And even something as small as that, like that fight with that, that you're referring to, um, every decision you make is going to lead you in a different path. Am I like my mom? In some ways, yeah. <laughs> but at the time, <laughs> at the time when you said it, I could feel how I was so frustrated with you because it's obviously a pocket for me, you know, because in my heart seven years ago, I didn't want to be like my parents. I wanted to be like me. And here I meet this guy and all I want him to see is my watermeloness. And he goes, oh, you're just like your mom, you know, and it and it set of that was a trigger for me. And it made me really upset and it made me really angry. I can also tell you. And guarantee you, my response must have been so bad or wicked. Which is fairly dramatic. <laughs> that you've never, ever said it again. We've never, ever had a difference around that. And I mean, my perception and feeling has already changed around that. But isn't that like anything in a relationship? If you, if you know that something is going to is uh, hurt somebody's feelings, are you going to keep going back? Sometimes. But because that, that's it's not nice, but that's why people fight. I don't do that. I, that's no, not I know you that don't. I would, that I would want to say that I do. Yeah, I know you don't, but I'm saying that's why people fight. You fight because you go back to something that hurts someone because you're cross or you're angry or you want to show them. You know. So if you're the type of fighter that that enjoys seeing your partner hurt because you have a trigger moment and you you want to you want to point their attention to something or you don't get ekrani or sini, then you're going to press on that button again. You know. I'm not always that fighter, you know. I usually gets diffused here by the diplomat, or you know, we we say let's close the chapter and discuss it later. It's for another time. What did you say earlier? Because we had a difference about something, and you you, you had it more said. There's a time and a 
I, I said there's a time and a place for everything. And, and I will sometimes, whether it's with you or somebody else I'm having a disagreement with, uh, I will say that that now it's not that I don't want to discuss this any further. Not that I'm being a poopball about it. I'm saying right now I don't want to discuss this any further for a bunch of different reasons. Can we pick it up later at a later stage? That's a nice way of saying of cooling, of counting down to a hundred and cooling off. But it also comes with age. You know, I didn't think like that when I was twenty-one. You know, mm-hmm. and like with anything else in life, you you learn and you you do things differently as um, as you move along. Do you find that every time you have called it quits or time out on a heated discussion fight, that later on you could pick it up again and be quieter, sane, more informed? Um, yeah, if it's something that I was right about, you know, if if, if sorry, the other, part, if the other just... party was wrong, then yes, it's something I'll pick up I think up he's again making later. a mistake. I was never wrong. <laughs> I, I was just asking a question. Do you think it's better later to pick it up at a later stage? Yeah, I don't think fighting ever works. That's that's my Zen answer, and I believe in it. I think it's it's stupid and it's and it's infantile. Stupid and, is a bad. And all it does is hurt people's feelings and and stuff things up. So I I, I don't think arguing is ever helpful. I, all I th- I think it's just it's an emotional vent, and I think it's an immature way of dealing with something. We've never argued in public. Like no one has ever said. Uh, excuse me, can you guys please? No. No. I was asked about that the other day by a close friend. What did they ask you? They asked me about fighting and I said we're going to record a cast. By the way, the reason I'm doing this is because next week, based on the last podcast that Ian and I have recorded, psychologist Janine Bull, she's coming in to talk about a specific question that we were asked around fighting. So this mommy clicked on our previous podcast. She listened to it. She also speaks to how her partner and her don't often get along. And then she said something that worried me and it was around conflict or arguing or around fighting. And she says she's got a young baby, her and her partner often fights and she is terrified that he might leave her. So because there was a lot of things that I was a poor way lichter in for my, you know, she was concerned about a lot of things. I just thought, let me hand this over to someone who is knowledgeable and that can help. So we're going to hand that that question to um, psychologist Janine Bull. She's coming in next week to to unpack it and to deal with it for us. Because I think the feeling that this mommy have is not unique. I think we've all felt a little bit insecure or new baby. You don't know how to breastfeed. You don't know where you're at. Insecurities around going back to work. I mean, there's a lot of feelings around that. This is the problem with fighting, though, is that, and I'll bet you, if you look back on arguments that you've had with me or a hundred other people, is that you say things afterwards that you can that you regret because mm. it's in the heat of the moment. And the problem with my personality type is that is that I can't separate the stuff that was in the heat of the moment and the stuff that's legit. Mm. So so it sticks and it stays, and that's why arguing is always a stupid idea. <laughs> Because so you, you feel like you keep a, not a grudge, but you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't. I mean, I, I don't remember fighting so much that in the workplace I'll have a disagreement with someone professionally about something. And then tomorrow I'll forget about it and I'll greet them the same way I've done each day of the year. Mm. And I'll realize, oh, they still hurt because I've forgotten about it. You know, I've forgotten about having a disagreement or saying something that was maybe out of line professionally. You know, it's not about people's character. It's about the work. But I often have that. I mean, I, I remember managing a team of 35 people in a corporate job that I had before I went um, and started my own businesses. And I remember in some of those um, conversations with my staff, 
that for whatever reason I might have been upset about something or they were upset at the time or the conversation was about something that was upsetting. Mm. And and what what I found hard afterwards was not that um, I might have hurt their feelings. It wasn't about that. It was more about that when you argue and fight and get upset that you that that veneer that one has is gone and they get to see a, a side of you that you probably don't want other people that you don't mm. want a lot of people to see and i remember afterwards i think i wish i hadn't i wish i had been that upset you know when you get that, that angry that you can kind of feel you, you like i get hot in my face and i can i can feel my my heart rate increasing mm. my tongue goes dry and i remember being in a couple of heated conversations like that with staff where i wasn't upset that i dealt that that we'd brought the issue up mm. what upset me was that they'd seen that side, right. that that veneer was shattered because that's hard to get back. It's different. I think in a relationship, you know somebody in- intimately, but if it's somebody, if you're listening to this podcast and you've got people who report into you for whatever reason, once they've seen that side, that is, that is, I think, almost impossible to rebuild. I mean, I remember the times that I had managers who flipped out on me, properly flipped out, and I've never forgotten it. And it made me scared or, or, or careful around them 10 years later. You know, because you see something in somebody which I think is can be scary, depending on the person's temper, of course. Do you think in a relationship it's you can reverse that? How like you, you you can love someone unconditionally still, even though they've said really bad things in a heated discussion. And that that depends on person to person. I for for me, I can't because I don't forget. So do you have I can like forgive? I forgive do you easily. Have Fifteen years of layers of. Yeah, I think that, but you spoke of pockets and triggers earlier. Right. And I think it's those memories that lead to those triggers in those pockets. Mm. I think it's different for different people. Uh, like some people you'll know will be in a marriage for 50 years and they've put up with horrendous uh, levels of violence we're not even discussing here, mm. like not even argument. They'll put up with violence for 50 years because they just can't extract themselves from it. And I think it's different for different people, you know, like mm. some people can say genoeg is genoeg and some people for whatever reason can't because we're all different. One of the things that resonated with me with a young mom that wrote to us and the question that we're unpacking with a professional next week or in the next podcast, I should say, it reminded me of of having my first baby because I'll never forget, I would fight with you only on a Thursday. (laughs) Do you remember? No, I I don't. But I I, I think new babies and the fatigue that comes with, and I don't want to say hormones because then people get, it's not, it's not a a woman bashing thing, but there's a lot that goes on with babies, you know, and that time in one's life. And I think it is a stressful time for people. It's a pretty time, but it's a stressful time. It's it's stressful for money for a lot of people. It's stressful Mm. for love for people. Yes. I mean, our baby, our youngest baby is just got over the (laughs) the two year mark. And for two years, it's been night feeds and nappies and... Daddy. She doesn't call me. It's hard, yeah. you know. And people, you're, you're going to lash out in traffic or at Woolies, Meritani, Vatin, your stomp, Meritroli or whatever. People... <laughs> you you know. do a lot of grocery shopping because <laughs> you've mentioned God. <laughs> but But I've never asked you this about our first baby. Because I, uh, and you thought this would be a good time, right? Yeah, because like, hey man. <laughs> okay. But, but I, I remember only fighting with you on a Thursday because I was down. I'm sure it was. A, I'm sure it was seven days a week and not one. No, but. I think I think you your diary entries were incorrect. <laughs> but what what went through your mind as a young mom who has just given birth to a small baby and now the baby's already three weeks old and I'm fighting with you? What went through your mind? Because you never responded to me. At the time, you were usually quiet or 
seemed very patient or you bit your tongue. I, it was probably a case of, well, I can't leave you now because the baby's too small. Do you know what I mean? So, That's not even funny. Well, but, you know, you it's, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. You've got to be you, you can't say that here. Yeah. You've got to be mindful of, at least Did depending you on your personality leave? type, mindful of people's circumstances. Did you want to leave? Like, I understand You're if somebody's tired. You're not answering me. You know what Did I mean? you want to leave? Did I? Yes. No. No, exactly. So then I didn't want to leave. But did you think about it? No, I did not think about it. What? So what were you thinking about when I was fighting with you? This feels like like you're. No, I'm your, just asking. Okay. So surely you thought of something I don't that know. you. I, I don't remember. Yo, that's like dodging the bullet. <laughs> oh I, my word! I cannot confirm nor deny any memory around that. Did it hurt you? What? Me shouting. Of course, it hurts anybody. Anybody would be hurt by it. But I just gave birth to a baby for you and me. It's that I'm really impressed in how you just made that all about yourself. Yes. But what is your question? My question is... Did it hurt? Yes, of course it did. What did you want to say to me? I, I would have... I don't know. Why did you keep quiet? Why did you choose to be quiet and bite your lip? Why didn't you just say, hey, woman, pull yourself to get... I don't know. Not me. Maybe another guy. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that then, you know? There's a, there's a new baby in the house. Um, it's hard Of course it is But it's easier It gets easier right When they're older Definitely gets easier Why do you think that is Is it because we get used to Each other's ups and downs Or is it because The baby gets older No it's because you get to sleep more <laughs> I think I think the lack of sleep I think It surely can't just be a sleep thing I think it is, is it not Is it not Because I think it's because I have gotten to learn And know my partner's trigger points And I've also become more compassionate, you. I'm using these big words while I've got smiley face across from me. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, because I've learned that compassion will maybe that maybe you also have a heart that can ache, you know. So I've become more kind around those Thursdays. So maybe every second Thursday <laughs> instead of every week, I would raise. I would say this. My voice. This is my answer. I would say now that I've I've thought through it, I would say that I and a lot Were of people. Were you thinking now throughout? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was, okay. I, I would say that because I want to give you like a substantive like I want to give you like a, a substantive answer that means something. Mm. And I would say this. I think I think a lot of partners battle when there's a baby in the house. Mm. And I think it's and I'll just I'll just call it as it is because I've been around the block a few times. Yeah. I think there's lack of sleep. Okay. I think there's stress. Mm. I think there is. I'm tired. Mm. I think there are hormones. I think it's the pressure. It's hard for a lot of people. Uh, and I think a relationship is hard, but I think bringing a baby into it is extremely hard. And I think a lot of people don't leave then because there's a child, mm. you know? And I think it's hard, for a lot, it's hard for a lot of people at the time. And I think that, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you're married or dating, like you can leave anytime you want if you want. We're not no, talking about that. We're talking about how do you deal with conflict and, and mm. how do you uplift the other partner? And, it's, yes. and, and, and in a relationship, whether it's about fighting or about what's your favorite TV show, it's <laughs> all about having empathy for your partner and caring. That's why you're there, right? You're there because you care. So you want to make it nice for people. Mm. And that's what it's about at the end of the day. You want to make it nice. And that's why you choose to not fight or you choose to stay or you choose to change the nappy or whatever example you're using. And I think that's what it's all about is, is how one responds to an argument Depends on how you want your partner to feel. And if you care for somebody, why would you want to make them feel slack? 
You want to make them feel nice, right? Mm. It's like you were saying you want to start your day feeling good. That's what you started the podcast saying that. Mm. And I think that's what relationships are about. You, you're in it because you want to make the other person feel nice. Does it get or you e- want them to make you feel, feel nice. nice. Mm. Does it get any easier the older our kids get? I mean, now our eldest daughter, I'm a stepmom, our eldest daughter is 14. Um, do you think that 14 comes with different or lighter problems than our two-year-old? Mm, I think... I. I I, I think we have it have it easy because she's been raised well. Mm. I think there's a lot of people who really battle with fourteen and fifteen year olds. Mm. I, I tell you what, I think it's easier. the The fatigue lightens, mm. but then there are other concerns. Like there's always some. Like if you're you're always mm. worried, like what happens next and where they're going to go and are they safe and all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I know you thought I was joking about it earlier, but I really believe that the lack of sleep, like messes with people's heads. It mm. does mine absolutely. If you don't get into REM and you're just sort of three, four hours broken sleep all the time, man, it's like it's like Chinese water torture, the dripping tap. The biggest change moment for me becoming a mom was being responsible for someone because I've never thought, oh, I'm going to get married and then my husband's going to be responsible for me. I, I never had that mindset. I always felt I'm going to get married for love and because I want a really great dad and for my children and I want an awesome guy in my life. But for me, the biggest change moment was that day that I realized that the baby is now next to me and the pregnancy is finished and there's three of us instead of just two of us. Yeah, you can't just like pop out the house quickly, you know what Mm-mm. I mean? It was massive. And it was massive the first day I left the house without her. I remember you guys sending me to go and walk to the park. And I think I walked halfway and then walked back home again because I couldn't <laughs> be without her because I wasn't pregnant anymore, but the baby wasn't with me, you know. she was She was at the house. What was the biggest change moment for you as as a dad? If you if you look back at fourteen and a half years of having small and having bigger children around you, what's your biggest change moment? Well, that's a tough question. I mean, I, I, I'll t- I'll tell you what. What um, obviously that you can speak to responsibility and and other people's safety and having to make sure they're looked after and fed. Uh, I, I'll tell you what I enjoy the most. What I enjoy the most is when one of my four kids says something that surprises me or that I've never heard them say. So our, our eldest, the 14-year-old who's in Corsairs, called me a couple of weeks ago. I thought she was phoning for money. And she phoned to say, I just want to know how your day was today. <laughs> and I was waiting for, oh, by the way, can I please get like an e-wallet? Uh, and uh, and it, no, like that kind of thing, you know. Mm. And then and my our, our youngest baby just the other day, just randomly turned around and said, Daddy, I love you. And I wasn't even asking for it. It speaks to them having been raised well, mm. but they're also beautiful moments that you don't see coming. You know, I, I like those surprises a lot. Someone's listening today to this podcast and they have an idea of the perfect marriage and perfect relationship. And some are thinking, I don't want to fight. I'm so tired of this. I'm exhausted of this rut. You know, what do you, how do you encourage another dad well, today? I mean, I want to say this about the about the perfect relationship because, like, I know some people who say to me, and my husband and I have never spent a night apart. Now, my wife and I probably share a bed <laughs> maybe four nights a week maximum because we're always in Cape Traveling. Town or Johannesburg or Durban or whatever it might be for work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's different strokes for different folks, you know? Like, some people just operate differently. I, I really, I, and I, I want to just reiterate that I don't think that there's a perfect solution that works for everyone. Mm. You just got to be happy at the end of the day. You have one life, you know. So, like, make the most of it. You know, if 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 you can, if there's something you can do to make it better, then 
then be accountable and we need to sit and wach you know, be, be the change you want to see, <laughs> you know. Are you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. Are you happy? Quickly think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> okay, good. Love you. You can say you love me. Oh, oh okay, yes, I'm still here. Hi. Yo, this guy. You call security to let him out. See you at home. Love you too. Bye. Baby Brunch is made just for you by Bright Rock. Becoming a parent changes everything, from your sleep schedule to your finances. That's why Bright Rock's Needs Match Life Insurance lets you precisely craft a solution to cover your specific needs. From protecting your income to covering your debts and your child's future, because you pay just for the cover you need, you can get up to 40% more cover. So get the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. Go to brightrock.co.za. Brightrock Life is an authorized financial services provider and registered insurer. Terms and conditions apply.